0: Hello, I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a calming bedtime podcast for the young and young at heart. Our sleep story is the third part of the polka dot lady. In this part, Mrs. Ladybug is going to try and visit her cousin. When she arrives to find her, she has no way of knowing if she really is her cousin or not. When Mrs. Ladybug asks her for proof, the strange lady seems shocked. They talk back and forth but do not come to a happy conclusion. Then we meet Jenny Junebug. Another bug that Mrs. Ladybug doesn't like. What are they going to do? Now, are you cozy? Are you in your comfortable place? Your place to relax? Or your favorite position in bed? You can take a moment to position your pillows, a teddy or your other little comforts to make sure that everything feels as it should. Let's start relaxing by taking three deep belly breaths. Breathe in, feel the air come in through your nose, filling your belly full of air. Now breathe out just like you are letting out a slow sigh. Softly breathe in and out. Let's do that again. Breathe in, filling your belly with air and breathe out slowly releasing the air. As you breathe, notice anything that might be a bit uncomfortable. Notice how your wiggly toes feel, how your legs feel, how your belly gets bigger as you breathe in and gets smaller as you breathe out. Notice your arms and your head. Breathe in deeply, filling your body with air and relaxation. Breathe out slowly, expelling any tension. Perfect. You are already feeling more calm and relaxed. Let's continue with the third part of The Polka-Dot Lady. For Mrs. Ladybug, finding her unknown cousin in Farmer Green's vegetable garden was not an easy task. Since Chirpy Cricket hadn't been able to tell Mrs. Ladybug what colors her cousin wore, Mrs. Ladybug didn't know what to expect. I wish I knew whether she was dressed in red, black, blue, yellow, or some other color. Mrs. Ladybug complained to herself. But I don't know that. I don't even know if she carries an umbrella. There was nothing Mrs. Ladybug could do except ask everyone she met. So she inquired right and left if anybody happened to be acquainted with her cousin. And at last, Betsy Butterfly came to Mrs. Ladybug's help. Look among the squash vines, Betsy Butterfly advised her. I noticed somebody there that looks a bit like you. Maybe it's your cousin. That was very kind of Betsy Butterfly. Mrs. Ladybug was no friend of hers. Indeed, Mrs. Ladybug had often found fault with Betsy for being too pleasure-loving. But Betsy Butterfly was not one of the kind that nurses grudges she was only too glad to do Mrs. Ladybug a favor. Mrs. Ladybug thanked her, although somewhat grumpily. Then flying to the place where Farmer Green had planted his squashes, she found a person at whom she stared hard for a few moments. Do you want to speak to me? This strange lady asked. She was a happy creature, dressed in yellow with black patches on it. I can't tell whether I care to talk to you or not, said Mrs. Ladybug. It all depends. If you're my cousin, I do. If you aren't, I don't. The strange lady laughed lightly. I wonder she replied. I wonder if you are Mrs. Ladybug? I am, said Mrs. Ladybug. Then I'm your cousin, cried the other. At last I've met you. And she rushed towards Mrs. Ladybug with every intention of giving her a hug. Mrs. Ladybug backed quickly away. Not so fast, she exclaimed if you really are my cousin, well and good. But how do I know that you aren't an imposter? A what? The strange lady faltered. She was quite naturally somewhat taken aback by Mrs. Ladybug's coolness. How do I know that you're not a cheat? Mrs. Ladybug asked her. Have you any references? Any what? Stammered the would be cousin. Any letters about yourself? Mrs. Ladybug explained. For all I know, you may be pretending. I may be what? quavered the lady in yellow. Oh, dear me, Mrs. Ladybug muttered to herself. Must I address this person in words of one syllable? Then to her companion, she said bluntly, "'Tell me why you think you and I are related?' "'Oh, that's easy,' cried the yellow one. "'I belong to the Ladybug family.' Now, you might think that that would have satisfied Mrs. Ladybug, but she wasn't convinced yet." My family, she declared, my family are all famous workers. If you're one of us, where are your working clothes? Where's your red and black polka dot? The cousin giggled. She seemed to be a silly sort of creature. I don't have any red and black polka dots, she replied. These are my working clothes that I am wearing now. Mrs. Ladybug shook her head. It was plain that she did not approve of those clothes, nor of their wearer. Mrs. Ladybug wished that she hadn't come to the vegetable garden to see the person who called herself Mrs. Ladybug's cousin. She wasn't at all the sort of relation that Mrs. Ladybug cared to have. Although the stranger in yellow was most agreeable, somehow Mrs. Ladybug disliked her exceedingly. And strange to say, Mrs. Ladybug couldn't have told exactly what it was in her cousin that displeased her. It wasn't the yellow gown alone that the new cousin wore, nor her smile, nor her manner. It was something else, something that made Mrs. Ladybug feel that she was not to be trusted. I must hurry back to the orchard, Mrs. Ladybug announced. There's work waiting for me there. I really ought not to have left it to come and see you. Don't take your work so seriously, her cousin advised her. You ought to take more time for amusement i hope you'll come to see me often mrs ladybug's opinion of the stranger sank even lower if some of us weren't earnest about our work the rest of the world would have a sorry time she declared i may as well tell you that i shall not be able to call on you again i shall be too busy and there's no use of my urging you to come to see me because, of course, you have your work to do too. Oh, naturally, said Mrs. Ladybug's cousin with an odd smile. Still, I could leave it once in a while to make a cousinly call. Oh, it won't be necessary, Mrs. Ladybug told her. If I need you, I will send for you. And she said to herself under her breath she'll never hear from me if i can help you at any time don't fail to let me know the cousin told mrs ladybug doubtless i could be of some service though i'd always rather work on vines squash and pumpkin preferred mrs ladybug thanked her i shouldn't want her helping me she thought I'll guarantee that she's so careless that she would do more harm than good. And Mrs. Ladybug looked at the vine on which they were standing. I see you're helping Farmer Brown with his squash vines at present, she remarked aloud. Yes, said her cousin. I have this one almost finished. Good, said Mrs. Ladybug and she took a closer look at the vine. It seemed far from healthy. In fact, she noticed that the leaves were tattered and torn. What are these great holes in the squash leaves? She inquired. Her cousin fidgeted and made no reply. Glancing at her, Mrs. Ladybug thought she was growing a bit red in the face. Then all at once, Mrs. Ladybug guessed the dreadful truth. You've been eating these leaves, she cried. Her cousin tossed her head. A person has to eat something, she replied. Mrs. Ladybug threw up her hands. I knew you weren't trustworthy, she muttered, I knew you weren't the sort of relation I'd want anything to do with. And then Mrs. Ladybug left. Later, when Chirpy Cricket met her, he asked her if she had seen her cousin who was spending the summer among the squash vines. And he was surprised when Mrs. Ladybug glared at him and exclaimed, Never mention her to me again. Jenny Junebug was a frolicsome, roly-poly person, and she was a great joker. The joke she loved most was this. She loved to bump into people that were flying through the air. To bump into them, and knock them spinning upon the ground. Being much heavier than most of her neighbors, Jenny Joombug suffered little from such collisions, and she never could understand why anybody should find fault with her favorite sport. If a body objected to her rough play, Jenny Joombug only laughed heartily. I don't mind when I take a tumble, she would reply, so why should you? And if the sufferer complained that it wasn't the tumble that hurt so much as the shock of her hard, bulky self, Jenny would shake with merriment and crash into them again. Really, it was useless to try to reason with her. The safest way was to avoid her if possible, especially after dark. For then was the time that she preferred for her rowdy tricks. Mrs. Ladybug couldn't put up with her. Not only did she not like Jenny Junebug's jokes, she disapproved of her treatment of Farmer Green, or Jenny Junebug did everything she could to ruin the trees on the farm. She ate their leaves, and that was one thing that Mrs. Ladybug couldn't forgive anyone. It's a shame, Mrs. Ladybug often said. It's a shame, the way Jenny Junebug riddles the foliage. Here I work my hardest to save the leaves by ridding them of tiny insects that feed upon them. Insects that suck the juices from the leaves and make them wither. And there's Jenny Junebug, trying her best to destroy the leaves that I save. It's enough to make an honest person cry. Perhaps Jenny Junebug wasn't so bad at heart as Mrs. Ladybug thought her. Maybe she was merely a happy, careless creature who never stopped to consider that she was injuring Farmer Green when she hurt his trees. At least, that was what some of Mrs. Ladybug's other neighbors sometimes remarked. But Mrs. Ladybug never could believe that Jenny had a single good trait, unless it was good nature, for she was always ready with a laugh, no matter what anyone said to her. It was seldom that Mrs. Ladybug hesitated to speak her mind right out to a person if she happened to disapprove of them but she had always kept out of Jenny Junebug's way. Jenny was many times bigger than little Mrs. Ladybug. Miss Ladybug crumpled to think what might happen to her if Jenny should ever hurl her big body against Mrs. Ladybug with a dull thud. If that ever happens, Mrs. Ladybug thought, I fear I'll never be able to do another day's work for Farmer Green. It might even be the end of me. Now, in spite of her fears, Mrs. Ladybug had even more than her share of courage. And as time went on and she saw the awful damage that Jenny Junebug played with the trees... Mrs. Ladybug reached the point where she couldn't any longer stand by silently and let Jenny Junebug riddle the leaves. Something will have to be done, Mrs. Ladybug declared to her friends. I can't compel Jenny Junebug to stop. She's too big for me to handle. I'm going to have to have a talk with her, said Mrs. Ladybug. Some busybody went straight to Jenny Junebug and told her what Mrs. Ladybug had said. Mrs. Ladybug is going to have a talk with you, this meddling person told Jenny. She wants you to stop eating leaves. She says you are doing your best, or your worst, to hurt the trees that she is trying to save. She claims that you are no friend of Farmer Green's. She, Jenny Joombug, broke in upon her companion with a loud laugh. I'd like to have Mrs. Ladybug try to speak to me, she chuckled. If she does, I'll have fun with her. I'll knock her over. I'll send her spinning. Jenny's friend seemed somewhat alarmed at that. Now be careful, she begged the lady. Don't forget that Mrs. Ladybug is a little creature. You'll hurt her if you're too rough with her. Ha 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 ha, laughed Jenny Junebug, and also ho 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 ho. She had to stop and hold her sides while she rocked back and forth. That is a great joke, Jenny cried. Imagine, Mrs. Ladybug trying to talk with me. Why, she'll be lucky if she can get her breath after I've flown into her once. Dear me, said the tail I wish I hadn't mentioned this matter to you. Of course, everybody knows that Mrs. Ladybug talks too much. And I thought maybe you'd enjoy meeting her and making her keep still. But I had no idea that you would run into her. Bless you, cried Jenny Junebug. I won't hurt a hair on her head. And she roared with laughter. Or she had made it a joke. You see, Mrs. Ladybug had no hair. She was quite bald. Well, Mrs. Ladybug found Jenny Junebug that very evening. She knew that Jenny wasn't often seen except after sunset, for Jenny loved to see the lights twinkling through the gloom, and she delighted in surprising people in the dark by flying bang into them and knocking them down. So Mrs. Ladybug didn't leave her work and set out to seek this dangerous lady until twilight came. Good evening, said Mrs. Ladybug as soon as she spied Miss Junebug. Have you a few minutes to spare? If you have, I'd like to talk with you. Jenny Junebug grinned broadly. I can give you a few seconds of my valuable time, she replied. I was just going over to the meadow, for Freddy Firefly will be there soon. He dances in the meadow every night. And I like to see his flickering light and watch him bounce when I hit him. So you'll have to talk fast, for I'm in a hurry, said Jenny Junebug. Good, thought Mrs. Ladybug. She's going to listen to me after all. And then she fixed Mrs. Junebug with her eye and spoke to her severely. Don't you think you ought? she began. And then, Jenny Junebug bumped into her, sending Mrs. Ladybug sprawling. Don't you think I ought to play with you? Jenny cried. Certainly I do. Mrs. Ladybug managed to rise off the ground. Won't you please? She started to say. Won't I please knock you down? Of course I will. Jenny Junebug exclaimed. And there she struck Mrs. Ladybug again. Poor Mrs. Ladybug was very shaken. In her fall, she had dropped her umbrella and her handkerchief, too. But she didn't stop to pick them up. She scrambled to her feet and rose into the air again, angrier than she had ever been before in all of her life. I'll thank you, She spluttered. You'll thank me if I do that again, eh? said Jenny Junebug, interrupting her rudely. Very well, here goes. This time, she gave Mrs. Ladybug a terrific blow. She dropped upon the grass where she hung to a blade and swayed up and down for a few minutes, dizzy and trembling. And she was gasping so hard in order to get her breath that she couldn't even speak. Watching her, Jenny Junebug shrieked with laughter. Then seeing Freddy Firefly's light flashing in the meadow, Miss Junebug hurried away. And that's the end of this part but Mrs. Ladybug will be back good night sleep tight